Alright, man, we're live. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here with my bro, bro, Investor Milton. How goes it? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Thank you, Ken, for having me on. Hey, man, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. No, I appreciate it more, man. Listen, uh, first and foremost, let me apologize here on air for not making the New York City meetup during consensus and everything, man. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way and say I am sorry. And uh, this dude put together a meetup. I was supposed to be there. Didn't quite make it. And uh, next time I'm in town, man, I'll be sure to be there. Yeah, man. And anything, you know, I know that you have a meetup over there in, in Philly, so I definitely got to make it out there. And I, and I definitely... You know, encourage anybody else that hasn't gone to one of Ken Bozak's uh, meetups to just definitely go attend. He has like so many great guests and he's really, really like good at Thanks, what man. he does. Yeah, it's uh, BitcoinPHL.com for Philadelphia, BitcoinPHL. And it's a free meetup. Uh, uh, it's sponsored by Monarch Token. They help us with the venue, the food, the drinks, and everything else. And people just come. There's no real, like, script. There's nobody that gets on a fucking stage and shills anything. It's just, like, a bunch of people hanging out. And you see clicks form very naturally. Like, oh, there's, like, 30, 40 people here that all do crypto stuff. And they form their own little clicks. And they work out the things that they came to work out. It's not so much like, oh, today we're going to talk about private keys. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, why don't you let everybody yeah, know a little bit about yourself? Let them know uh, who you are, how you got into crypto, and what you're doing now in the industry. So I've been into crypto is, since 2017, uh, January. Great time to get into crypto. Um, I actually started off uh, with nothing. I was homeless uh, on the street in Atlanta. Um, I ended up uh, seeing my first Bitcoin ATM um at a, a chevron in buckhead atlanta and i was like wow like i've never seen any type of atm other than usd ever in the united states and so i see my first bitcoin atm huge screen and i'm like wow okay like i'm really early on to something and so then i uh ended up meeting this woman she she ended up becoming my girlfriend at the time and i gave uh, she gave me 20 dollars to put into the machine so I put $20 in, made my first wallet, and I uh, received $17 with the Bitcoin. And so I went home and I started researching and it clicked. I'm like, wow, I understand what this is. So um, the next day I wake up and that $17 is worth $21. So I have an entrepreneur <laughs> mind. So I'm like, if I would have just add a few zeros to that $17, I, uh, let's say I would have invested 1700 in one night, I would have made $400 profit. That's what right. people make in a week, you know, of working. So that, I'm well, just that's like... A, that's the investor mindset of making money out of money by putting your money to work for you instead of you going to work. Exactly. So I was like, I'm about to go in on this. So I ended up, the girlfriend ended up, uh, you know, letting me move in. And she basically told me that I didn't have to pay for rent or anything, food or anything. She was going to look me out for like six months. So I ended up being a server at a restaurant called Taverna Buckhead in, a, in Buckhead. And um, I basically was working seven days a week, double shifts. Mm. I was taking everybody's shifts. And uh, whenever- <laughs> no I'm coming for all your shift, hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so like, uh, it was right down the street from the same Bitcoin ATM that, uh, you know, that I basically uh, discovered, you know, Bitcoin wow. with. And so- um, every end of my shift, I would take all my tips and I would just shove them in the machine. 
and um, I ended up getting a, I, I ended up starting doing odd jobs, like doing construction on the side. So seven days a week, double shifts, two different jobs for six months straight. I invested 90% of my income into crypto. Damn, man, and, that's a grind, bro. That is a grind. And shout out to the girl for supporting it. And that's just, that's just like the right way to help somebody in general too, right? Like, you know, you, you got to get on your own feet, right? Before I, you can start helping me help yourself. So like, let me help you help yourself first. Yeah, it was amazing. She was an amazing human being, you know. And, and like a Bitcoiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't even understand Bitcoin. I kept trying to explain to her. And that's when I started because of her and me explaining to her and me falling in love with crypto. I was bothering everybody. I think everyone goes through this when they first discover Bitcoin, you know? Oh, we like, become like fucking vegans or like fucking Scientologists <laughs> and shit. We just want to convert everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So I was bugging everyone, and everyone was fed up with me. I and I even went to BitPay, uh, which is headquarters over there uh, in Buckhead, Atlanta, at the time. And I was bothering them. I was just knocking on their door every during their lunch. They wouldn't let me in. And um, you know, uh, until the third day, James, uh, the marketing director of, of of BitPay, comes out, and he's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how can I help you? Like, and then I'm like, listen, I love Bitcoin. I love blockchain. Like, I believe in the movement, man. Like, I want to help. I want to start a campaign out here to win over Buckhead for Bitcoin. And he was like, I love your enthusiasm. But right now, we're, we're trying to get, like, big companies around the world right now. We're focused on that. So, you know, we don't really, we really can't help you. But give me your address. Give me your email. And I'll send you over something to help you out in your journey. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. So I then, see you got the BitPay sticker right there, man. I got one of those on my door. One. Yeah, That's the same one. He gave me a package with like a thousand of these stickers. And um, like my first uh, decentralized magazines, like second editions, you know, and like a bunch of stuff to like bring people up. So, you know, I, I'm just I was just so motivated because of BitPay. And, That's awesome, um, man. Like my first Bitcoin ATM I ever ran into was actually at the 7-Eleven right down the street from my apartment that I lived in for years. The Bitcoin ATM has been there forever. I just never noticed it until actually after I got into Bitcoin. But the, the guy was like, yeah, this has been here forever. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? I've been getting slushies or slurpees <laughs> here for how did, how did I never notice this thing? And then Will, Will Richards in the chat said it's amazing how many BTMs have introduced people using crypto and it is amazing man and it it makes it more real like when people are like like how do you hold bitcoin i'm like well here's a paper wallet you're holding bitcoin here's some paper fiat you're holding some us dollar same fucking concept and it's just like you know the little numbers on the dollar bill that's the public address. They don't give you the private keys. Here's the private key on your Bitcoin paper wallet. Like, and it starts to relate and correspond that to things that they understand. So seeing a Bitcoin ATM or a BTM machine, and uh, I kind of want to touch on this too, is it's funny. I've heard loopholes of companies where they're getting in trouble by calling them uh, Bitcoin uh, ATMs or BTMs and things like that, where they're now starting to call them uh, Bitcoin vending machines. Instead of like, you know, trying to be along the lines of being money, they're like selling you potato chips, Bitcoin, Litecoin. They're trying to get around these regulations by different terminologies. And I think that that's fair. So if you're looking at starting a Bitcoin ATM company, look at it, calling it like a Bitcoin vending machine or a Bitcoin vendor or whatever. I think, uh, what is it, Logic? Yeah, Vault Logic. They're the ones that are popping up all over. Uh, I see them in like the mall. I see them in tattoo parlors and they're, they're, 
getting pretty big, man. I like Vault Logic, so definitely keep an I eye love on them. them. I love them. I'm actually going to be talking to them. Uh, I'm supposed to be talking to them now, actually. And I, if you guys are watching right now, I'm sorry that I missed our meeting. <laughs> that wasn't a, that was not a preemptive uh, <laughs> planned promotion. I just genuinely like Vault Logic. <laughs> oh, I love them, too. Like, I'm going to be bringing a lot. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'm going to be bringing a bunch of their BTMs uh, or their vending machines. I mean, sorry. Right. Um, right for real. Oh, over here to Jersey. Yeah, that would be amazing, dude. See one of those in the Cherry Hill Mall? Because people can walk up to those, and it's more like a kiosk that you can, like, pay for your Netflix, your AT&T bill, grab some crypto, buy, sell. It's like an, a digital commerce machine. It's, it's way more than right. what we're used to, but that's because of all the new possibilities with microtransactions and immediate remittance. It's like the Federal Reserve said yesterday that they're going to have FedNow by the year 2024 we already got fed now it's just called bitcoin bitch <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's so exciting right now the market like the whole the whole sphere the community everything well, is you know what awesome. though to touch on the investor mentality of you and to tap into that wealth of knowledge where do you see the moves right now because this space in the past six months has actually publicly turned people on their heads even people like tone vase has been caught like in the wrong more than normal and other investors even like you know peter chef uh, uh you know he's saying bitcoin's going down here what's going up trump saying bitcoin is you know uh a scam publicly the first time he ever mentions bitcoin he's like it's a scam bitcoin goes up so it's like where are we at right now in this space? What's it going to take to actually negatively impact Bitcoin? Like it's it's we're seeing Bitcoin take a lot of these punches, but it just ain't falling. Yeah, it's just oh my god, Bitcoin is something that everyone is paying attention to right now. You know, people have been paying attention to it, but a lot of people have more excitement and more acceptance of it now. You know, since it's been in in, in mainstream media for countless times. Um, can you see me? I'm sorry if yeah, the no, connection works. is telling me it's a little bit. Okay, so yeah, Bitcoin. We're at a point where we're we're seeing it bubble up. We're seeing we're seeing we're seeing more interest in it. We're seeing um, you know, the infrastructure, the billions of billions of dollars that people like the Winklevoss brothers, you know, and all these uh people and institutions have been investing in the infrastructure to actually make it more accessible you know, to people, you know, uh, in the innovation in everything. It's just, it's just, we're, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing exactly what we were talking about, you know, before I even got into, in, in, into the, into the scene, you know, everything has happened exactly as everyone has been talking about wishing the best. And, you know, everyone keeps expecting the worst because they just like, Oh, you know, I might be wrong. I don't want to look bad. You know, people, a lot of people are, oh, this is not investment advice. But me, I'm just like, this is the time to really get into crypto. Time for Bitcoin. Even if it goes up to 10,000, uh, I mean, 20,000, I'm still buying it because I can see what's happening. The thing about it is I'm in OTC right now, right? I'm doing a bunch of OTC deals in Bitcoin. So I'm seeing uh, this market has changed. A lot of people who missed out on 2017 are not trying to miss out this time. So a lot of people are buying in. But the thing that I'm seeing is there's not a lot of sellers. <laughs> people are not trying to sell their Bitcoin, especially in big amounts. So there's a lot of buyers out there. And because of all this buying, the people wanting and there's a demand of buying, 
I see Bitcoin skyrocketing very soon. You know, the, the demand is coming. The demand is here, you know, and, 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 and people are really getting a lot more interested in being involved and not missing out. So the FOMO is, is, is about to show. Yeah, no, and it is showing for sure. And people in the traditional investor side of the, you know, economy, they don't really realize what like that Bitcoin halvening really means. It's a terminology that they quite can't grasp on supply issuance and supply and demand is going to combat with this Bitcoin halvening pretty strongly to where a lot of people don't realize that there's different Bitcoin with different prices. You have virgin Bitcoin, Bitcoin that's never been forked. It's pretty old. Uh, you have Bitcoin that comes fresh from a miner. You know, it, it's uh, untransacted Bitcoin that is more valuable than a Bitcoin that you could get from Coinbase and Bitcoin that you get on the deep web is a lot cheaper because it's a lot harder to get rid of. And so Bitcoin has these different prices on different types of Bitcoin to where the supply will be coming, like you said, less from the traders. There's a lot less selling. So the sellers will have to be the miners who have to get cash to pay the electric bills and their employees X, Y, and Z. They're going to be the ones selling. That's the more expensive Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's going to start hitting that premium shelf that when you go to the bar and you're like, give me that top shelf, that's all the fucking bar is going to have for a while because all the yep. people that are hodling aren't going to be trading. There's other active ways to make money or make more Bitcoin off of holding Bitcoin in different ways. Like you don't just sit with your fiat under your mattress and say, oh, but I got my private keys. They're right there under my mattress. Well, how's <laughs> that making you more money sitting there? If you have Bitcoin, I remember Poloniex years ago, two days, you could do a 2% two-day reoccurring loans. You could make 2% every two days on your Bitcoin loans, and that's how you would make passive income from just holding Bitcoin. I use Celsius Network now. So like, I don't know, like there's so many ways. And when people from the traditional investor world realize that they could make money off of money by it being money and then hopefully some crazy asshole makes another fork at bitcoin and that pumps and you can dump the shit coin for more bitcoin yep just like b cat um um i mean bitcoin cash um, <laughs> B no you meant b cash <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful come up it went up to like a thousand dollars if people who really had a bunch of you know hodled a bunch of crypto yeah uh, i mean bitcoin you know, specifically they did really well and That's then they funny, were able man. to You're compound right. their bitcoin well, you know? I kind of did that way too soon. I dumped my Bitcoin cash at the moment I was able to. I did it on a live stream. I did like a, a 15 hour live stream because I didn't want to miss the exact moment I could dump that coin for Bitcoin. And then I kind of tracked it. So I actually made more money, even though uh, Bitcoin cash went from 300 to about 1,100, something like that. Bitcoin went at the time from, I think it was like seven or eight, all the way up to 20. And then, you know, had its little dip. But I made more on the immediate dump of Bitcoin cash than I did off of, you know, just waiting to ride it up because in sats, you know, you, you'd almost always lose. You know, if you're looking at dollars, you might feel like you're winning. But if you're looking at Satoshis, you realize you're you're losing the race with the two steps forward, one step back, you know, pace. Definitely. And I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier about miners and how, you know, they're going to be the only source really of like Bitcoin yep. in these upcoming years. Like there are so many if you really if you look at the market for mining and stuff, there are so many mining companies that are springing up. Like right now, I just found out about like a green mining project called like Elite Mining. So they're going, they're 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 ninety four percent like all reusable energy, clean energy or whatnot, and they're actually giving out an equity token. 
you know oh, so that okay. also shows me like like the STOs and, and and the security tokens you know they're they're, they're going to be a big thing you know to bring on a lot of these traditional investors and there there's a lot of opportunity in them too for people who are credit uh you know accredited investors and stuff so it's like uh there there's there's so much going on in the mining sector like uh right now I'm also working like with Blocktech a network I don't know if you heard of them yet like they're actually in Shenzhen uh, they have uh, um, a whole mining project that they're doing over there. There, and it's a real big business right now to sell miners. You know, like it's 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 really awesome time. Yo, you it's going to be real- a crazy market. I mean, looking at where esports is headed and mining, these fucking graphics cards are going to be unobtainable. It's going to be a ridiculous fee for a while. And I think what we're going to see, and this is like my tinfoil hat, but like predictive tinfoil hat, you know, but. I think we're going to see like NVIDIA or a lot of these companies otherwise that make these components become some of the biggest miners themselves because they're sitting there with all these and they're like, well, what, why would we sell this when we could use it and, and then sell whatever we have left, you know? And a lot of these uh, big companies are going to become the bigger majority miners because they're not going to want to sell you the pickaxe forever. They, they realize that this, is, this isn't this is the gold rush era where people say, oh, you want to be the guy selling the pickaxe. You don't want to be digging. No, 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 that's not right. This pickaxe digs gold on its own. It does all the work for you. You don't have to sit there and dig up. You just have a pick and it comes back with gold sometimes, right? So, and then you have to look at these universities, right? Like uh, big college campuses or even these, uh, you know, they have scientific facilities that work with these giant massive brain computers that are there to solve mathematical equations for space travel or ailments, diseases, things like that. It runs a lot of algorithms. Well, they have a lot of downtime. And that's a big facility that could be otherwise, you know, mass mining cryptocurrencies. So I think we're going to see a lot of more mainstream competition come in, especially since we're seeing banks publicly announce that they're playing with this. The uh, the Federal Reserve is running full nodes. The IRS is looking into how lightning channels work because, you know, everybody wants to figure this out and they're going to realize this is all inclusive crypto is so inclusive that wherever you get in you fit in you that's where you contribute but you you can't force bitcoin to accept what you contribute to it you can just kind of get in where you fit in i think that's where all these legacy you know corporations and government entities are going to figure out like we're a bank this is our job fuck we're going to run nodes or we're going to have giant lightning channels and hey we're the irs maybe we should take control of some of these smart contracts for the transaction fees and x y and z Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, uh, like right now, education is huge around the world, you know, like for blockchain and Bitcoin. Yep. So it's like here, here in New Jersey, where I'm based right now, like I'm, I'm working with uh, Crypto Night and um, New Jersey Blockchain. And we're basically doing um, <clears throat> an education campaign going and uh, doing like some, some events and, and, and contests for students in high school and colleges throughout New Jersey. And we're teaming up with eToro, we're teaming up with uh, Satoshi School, oh, and um, we're gonna be you know, throwing contests and um, we're gonna bring, we're gonna join all the colleges and schools and these crypto clubs and everything together uh, at NJIT. And um, you know, we're just, we're just focused on, on education. And also like with BlockTech, uh, I'm going to be helping lead alongside, um, what's it called, my colleague, Daniel. Um, we're going to be uh, leading education over there in New York City. 
you know, we're going to be tying all the boroughs together. We're going to bring in uh, all the crypto enthusiasts and everything together. And um, we're going to be working out of WeWorks. And um, yeah, we're going to be focused on education, on trading, on, on, on just basically uh, just education, because that's huge right now. You know, the more people that are coming in, they should be more educated and knowing what really is going on in the space and why is this so important and why is it that all these important people that are creating the future are talking about it and getting more involved why are governments so afraid of this why is trump speaking about it you know like we're, we're yeah, look what to the get- federal reserve is doing man that is a last stitch effort of relevancy is fed now <laughs> yeah and the fed's been in crypto for a while like you see yep. freaking usdc coin which is you know done by goldman sachs who's what regulated by the fed you know they've been indirectly in the market you know in the cryptocurrency market for a few years now you know and like like i'm mentioning otc again like last year i stopped with otc you know because otc was a bunch of waste of time but what i learned was firsthand is that there's a lot of information gatherers. They're trying to put identities on the people who have coin, who are trying to sell massive amount of coin. Yep. So they're coming up with fake buyers and they're like, hey, we want to buy. And then they hire these attorneys and they don't pay their attorneys. And the attorneys do all this work and then they get turned off because the deal never happened. You know, and these people got proof of coin and uh, didn't do anything with it, you know, and they just ran away and disappeared, you know? So, like, these people are really the feds and everybody are involved in the space. You know, we might not see them, you know, as we do now. You know, they're, 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 they're showing their, 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 their face now more. But it's crazy. This, 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 just, this just validates all the hard work and all the sacrifices that the community so far has been making. You know, yeah. all this yeah. attention, it's amazing. We know it's going to, it's going to succeed now. You know, like it's, 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 it's inevitable. So it's yeah, like we a passed the make or break moment uh, a year ago. That make or break moment was about a year ago, I believe, when we, when we fell from the uh, 20,000 to 3,000 and where we've seen just not saying price really matters because Bitcoin could go to a dollar a Bitcoin. It doesn't decrease the quality of the I technology wish. behind it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, if it went to a dollar, Bitcoin's tech would still work as well as it does. The, the, the price doesn't really reflect the quality of the tech. To, in my opinion, it's way undervalued uh, price-wise. If you look at the technological aspects of it, it's way undervalued, but that is why it's an early opportunity moment right like people haven't realized the utility of this asset it's like you know gold was only a speculative asset at first right it was only there because it was shiny it looked pretty maybe some people could make it into jewelry but now as we've seen technology work its way into the the uh the market it increases the value of gold because we have computers graphics chips you know x y and z smartphones all use a little pieces of gold in it so as we found the how do, how do we appreciate this thing that we've been given? How do we utilize this asset? And we found how to utilize gold more and more as the years go on in different areas from dental, pharmaceutical, blah, 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 to technology. Bitcoin's going to do the same thing. It's going to realize that it can touch all of these industries, right? With smart contracts, payment transfers. Uh, it's just public ledger for the fucking immutable data. It, it's so underutilized that it's just 
give it some time for these companies to figure out how do they appreciate it? How do they incorporate it? Because the internet wasn't always incorporated into everything. And now I haven't gone out to eat because Uber Eats is a thing that exists and I can get ice cream or blunts or t-shirts delivered to my front door. We're living in the future, man. We're yeah. just waiting for everyone else to catch up. That's how I see it. That's, that's exactly how I feel too. It's like we're so far ahead right now, and it's like we're living in the moment, but the moment is in the future. It's so weird. Um, and it's like it's it's so awesome right now. And people don't really understand how how young the Internet is. Like this solves a problem that is epic, like scarcity, digital scarcity. That is something that is just, you know, no one has even thought of. Before, I'm waiting you know? for the entertainment NFTs. industry to get their hands on that. They don't understand what they're doing, but like the entertainment industry hates piracy. Okay, well, put it on a fucking blockchain and make the media player a wallet. And in order to watch the fucking file, you have to connect to the server, the blockchain, to prove that you have the private key. Nobody will share a private key with anybody because they would just transfer that file to another wallet, giving it a new private key and stealing it from the seed pool. Like, piracy can be combated with blockchain technology if they fucking understood it. And then we see, you know, what Justin Sun's doing with BitTorrent. He's incentivizing piracy awesome. with reward systems. So he's like one <laughs> step ahead of the game. <laughs> and that's the cool part because it's like blockchain and like bitcoin is just unbiased you there's no there's nobody controlling and nobody saying yo we don't welcome you we don't welcome you no uh, like dude, i've heard i've heard some crazy panels man and i say crazy i guess this for my perspective right white straight male in america blah 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 but like i've seen so many diversity panels where people say bitcoin needs more diversity blockchain needs more diversity it's the most diverse entity thing that exists it has no biasness it's an you could be anonymous you could be a 12 year old girl nobody would know that you're the best coder for bitcoin core nobody so it doesn't it, yeah. it, if you feel like you're being you know if there's biasness in bitcoin then uh I don't, I just can't see it. Bitcoin is not biased, dude. There is, it, it's, oh, Bitcoin doesn't work for this because of that. No, it does. It can. It can work for the adult industry. It can work for the entertainment industry. It can work for the health industry. It can work for you personally or for you corporately. It, it, it's like fucking Jet Li's like, be like water or Bruce Lee, be like water. Bitcoin is that. Bitcoin's like, all right, Bruce, I got you. Watch this. You pour Bitcoin into this, it becomes that. Yes, I love Bitcoin. That's why it just changed my life and I wanted to change so many other people's lives. And it's going to change everyone's lives. It already did, you know? Like, we we are part of a generation where we live before the internet. We're the last to live before the internet, the last to live before Google, the last to live before smartphones. That shows you how early on we are in the future, you know? Like, right? the future people are not going to be able to think, like, we're oh, always like 13 and a half million people in Bitcoin. 13 and a half million people fuck with Bitcoin. Out of 8 billion people, 13 and a half million fucks with it. Like, that's. And did you know 50% of all Americans have heard about Bitcoin right now? Yeah, now. 50%. Now. And yeah, yeah, now. I feel like we could straight up hand, hand up to Satoshi. You can thank the Winklevoss <laughs> twins. For real, yeah. they made yeah. that shit mainstream, like Kleenex to tissue. The, like, yeah. you, I saw the Bitcoin buses all over New York City. Uh, yeah. There, some in New Jersey. I see some Gemini yeah. on the highway. Yeah. I see billboards. I'm like, yo, 
like the Winklevoss are are making this so normal now that people aren't so afraid of it because that's what the media did. They made it such a taboo that it, it, five years ago, if you said you had Bitcoin, immediate thought to the person that you said it to is, oh, do you buy child porn or drugs? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Now, if you say, hey, I have some Bitcoin, you're like, yo, do you have like house property? Do you do real estate? Like, what else are you into? Uh it's evolving so much and in the future people are going to be like wow you have a whole bitcoin <laughs> like they exist that, is be that exists too. like what <laughs> like people still have that <laughs> like yeah you must be you must be a different class <laughs> right no and that's the thing with the paradigm shift it will be a different class uh, i do worry about that you know the next one percent like we're still gonna have a wealth distribution issue considering the fact that, again there's only 13 and a half million people in bitcoin with 8 billion people potentially about to dip a toe in 2 billion on the sideline with facebook alone and then we have jack dorsey endorsing it with cash app and twitter that's another billion or so people like there's a lot of people about to just roll into this even even if they choose not, even if they don't even choose to, right? It's just going to happen for them. So the people that are in now may have a really big potential of becoming the next, you know, the the, the next Rothschild, the next, you know, fucking Rockefeller, the next one percenters. And I, I'm excited to see what that does because when you look at people that come from poverty, come into money, you know, they get wealthy. The amount of con contribution that they give back to the fucking community is 100x over any politician that you will ever vote in the place of power. You can yeah. give somebody money like a politician or you could have somebody in your community that earns it give back so much more. And that's where I think this next paradigm shift, we're going to see some crazy charitable contributions, you know, worldwide relief efforts. Because there's so much money in the pockets of the rich that just sit there and control. And people in Bitcoin know that if you're the one with all the Bitcoin, it's worth nothing. The more you get it out there, the more your Bitcoin's worth. If you have two Bitcoin and you give away one Bitcoin very strategically all around, and you spread that, it will increase the value of your one Bitcoin more than the two ever were together. Yes. And this next yeah. 1%, it's going they're going to understand that about the, the future economy. It's not a debt-based fiat economy. This is unheard of. We're going to wait for vernaculars and words and descriptions and definitions be created because of this technology. Yes. And you know how um the people are making so much profit and everything and they're hodling and all these people that do have a lot of the crypto they're going to have to give it up a lot of it so that they can have their profit in this time period because a lot of people still want to use fiat people are going to want to take out profits in fiat they want to they, 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 they not a lot of people are going to hold throughout this whole thing and those people who do hold those people are going to really be the one percent you know and a lot of these companies you know even the winklevosses they 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 sell their big btc they invest their btc these miners like you said before you know they they the miners have to sell their BTC in order to just continue to survive and to live. Yep. So I feel yep. like this system is actually like Satoshi really thought it out so well that it, it's like they're forced to redistribute this wealth anyways within the blockchain and Bitcoin community, you know? Right. So it's I'm really interested in seeing how everything turns out. You know, who really somebody will actually had a question for you, man. They want to know what do you think about the next two years? Which altcoins will die? I say all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of them. 
it's it's crazy time for altcoins because they're just going to be overshadowed. You know, they're just going to be like by Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm 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 just because of the things that I know that's going on, you know, I'm just like, yo, Ethereum has too much too much backing, too much corporate backing. You know, they have so much infrastructure made and they're so hush hush right now that we don't even know what 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 where they're really at, you know? Like uh so like the two projects that are freaking worth paying attention to, you know, altcoins are there to take away your attention from them. Yep. Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two guaranteed investments, you know, and this is it. This is this is investment advice. If people want to take it that way, whatever. Those two are guaranteed to do very well in the future. And I'm so confident in that, that I would I'll say it. You know, a lot of people when I a lot of people will be like, oh, this is not investment advice. You know, I'm telling you right now, it's get a lot of people will not tell you it's guaranteed if you get into Bitcoin or Ethereum eventually you will make a profit, you know? Well, I mean, I don't see the U.S. dollar gaining value anytime soon. So the, the longer you hold your dollars, the less Bitcoin you'll be able to buy. The more you hold your Bitcoin, the, the longer you hold your Bitcoin, the more U.S. dollars you'll be able to buy back. And uh, if you dollar cost average, which is, you know, you take that amount of money that you want to invest and you spread it out through maybe a 52 week, a year, uh, 12 months, however you want to get in, maybe every Friday when you get paid or every first of the month or whatever dollar cost average your way into to any investment really you never want to go all in because you have a, a, a set a set buy and a loss and a profit point instead of uh, if you were to dollar cost average in when Bitcoin went to 20,000 down to 3,000 you'd have a different mentality you'd be excited now hey Bitcoin's at 3,000 yay because you're dollar cost averaging in you're now buying some at a less price it doesn't matter if the previous price made you a loss when now it breaks even when Bitcoin Bitcoin goes back up to 20, those moments where you were at a loss, you're now broke even and at a profit on your newer investments. So you have a different mentality of how you look at things depending on how you get into them, right? Like you dip a toe or you can cannonball and have a lot of regrets because it was way colder than you expected. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly, you know, how I was, you know, during 2017, you know, I was investing every single day at the end of every shift. I was putting absolutely everything that I had. I'm not saying that everyone should do this. I'm just crazy. You I did know? the same shit, man. I went all in, man. It was wild. It was a wild ride those few years. I mean, I've been yeah. doing this for three now. And I haven't stopped. I'm still doing the same thing. You know, I'm still putting all my money in. I'm still putting 90%. I'm putting even more than 90% of my income and everything into crypto. It's because I know later on, all this fiat, you can have all the fiat in the world. It does not guarantee you that you will be able to buy Bitcoin. Like that is just not going to happen. You know, like it's a limited supply. So it's like if you're selling and you're trading and you're day trading and stuff like that, you can make a lot of money right now day trading and stuff. But in the future, you will regret it because you will not have access to that same amount of Bitcoin that you once had. Like it physically won't or metaphysically it won't exist right it, it just there isn't yeah. enough uh somebody wants to know if we have any strategy for buy hold or trade i feel like we just covered some of that but i will touch on some some passive uh points of altcoins a lot of people think you know they just want to actively trade altcoins right like i want to buy my altcoins low i want to sell my altcoins high and i want to buy back more bitcoin 
Well, there's passive ways of doing that where you could stake certain coins. You could run a master node. You could run a part of a pool or something. There's other ways and other things that you could do with a lot of these altcoins that passively earn you Satoshis and Bitcoin, right? So if you're a fan of a project and you want to support them by holding them, well, maybe you can loan them out. You know, depending on what coin it is, uh, Celsius Network, you can loan multiple different types of cryptocurrencies and earn back Bitcoin. So you don't have to really be more, you know, on top of your trade. You can be like, all right, oh, well, I want to hold a thousand Tron or 10,000 or whatever, thousand dollars worth of Tron, but uh, it's worth uh, $1,200 worth of Bitcoin now. Do I sell $200 worth of it? Why don't you just start loaning it out, right? And that way you get to have your cake and eat it too. A lot of people don't realize in, in this in this new era economy that you can have your cake and eat it too by staking by loaning by running nodes things like that by contributing there's uh even different networks have like uh sponsored transaction fees so like depending if somebody's sending an altcoin and it charges them that you know other bottom line asset say like uh, Ethereum is the bottom line for the ICO's you know ERC20 altcoin or whatever if you wanted to send that to somebody you have to pay gas that's in ETH. Well, I could sponsor that transaction fee. I could pay that ETH for you and charge you in some of the altcoins you're trying to send. There's so many different ways, man. I'm just, do you have any specific wow. ways that I you're kind that. of looking at this space of how to make more crypto out of your crypto by what it's designed to do? Like Dash, Masternode, uh, Masternode awesome like and and you know you can actually uh get a loan from like salt lending you yeah. know and you know you could you could you uh, as your as your you know state your, your dash or your cardano or you know your neo or you know uh your ontology you know you can take out a loan for maybe like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that you know depending on where you're at and you know, you can invest more into Bitcoin and you could keep compounding and compounding. Yep. Now salt lending is actually doing loans. So any projects out there that are really trying to get any funding or anything, they're, you know, they're, they're working on, on helping this, uh, the space too. I love what salt lending is doing. Same, and, same. And, uh, and, and, um, you know how they, they're so into like education, non-custodial right now. They just did their non-custodial exchange right now, which is freaking epic. Yep. You know, yeah. they, they're, they're partnered with Kiki. So it's like, they're, they're really into security. They're really into the community. Eric Voorhees and that team is just amazing. You know, um, they're actually going to be working with like miners now as well. You know, like they're, 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 uh, working with elite mining. As I, I mentioned before, elite mining is freaking awesome. I just, I'm just like, there's so much beautiful things that are going on in, in the space. And you can definitely like stake, you know, security. So you like, if you're into security tokens, you know, as yep. it's like, you can get those dividends, get them dividends. You, you, you just hold on, just hold on. You have, you know, a uh, uh, class B common stock, you know, so you're going to be getting dividends and it's smart contracts that are paying them out. So you don't even have to worry about a person, you know, manipulating everything or just taking long to pay out dividends or someone making a mistake. You can just trust the program. You could just trust a smart contract, you know, and I think that's really cutting edge 
that is something that the people are going to be needing. And, you know, like we were talking about before, like you can even do um, what's it called? The master nodes. Master nodes are going to be helping secure your favorite project. And you, you can know, now helping. get fraction master nodes. You don't have to have a whole master right. node now. Yeah, dude. Swarm didn't know that. Swarm.fund a while ago, oh, yeah, they, yeah. they tokenized dash master nodes. So you could have one dash coin token whatever the fuck and you could be part of a masternode system now so it's really cool how they're figuring out more ways to be inclusive right because a lot of people were like masternodes are elitist it's not really crypto you know it's not for the people i'm like well now you can have fraction masternodes you can have a piece of it a part of it and i think that that's really powerful to be inclusive and i did want to touch on your comment gamer andy he said bitcoin does not solve every problem we need other cryptocurrencies i.e alts to serve different tech or different tasks tech wise it's not just about investing that's true how i see this though is that yeah. these altcoins uh <laughs> this is like a bumper sticker Anything your altcoin can do, Bitcoin can do better. Anything <laughs> your shitcoin can do, Bitcoin can do best. No, it can't. Yes, it can. No, it can't. Yes, it can, dude. Anything these altcoins can do, if truly decentralized, if truly uh, public source, right? So you can audit the codes. If true crypto, it will be incorporated. It will be engulfed. It will be digested by Bitcoin and utilized by it. Uh, we see Bitcoin Core do this over time repeatedly from th inspirations from uh, fucking Litecoin, inspirations from Dash, inspirations from even Bitcoin Cash have inspired Bitcoin to keep growing and adopting. So if there is an altcoin that does serve its tasks tech-wise, it will just be then done better by Bitcoin over time. So all these altcoins are just like proofs of concept in my opinion they're yeah. all concept cars right like a concept alt and if the concept proves to be a good prototype then you'll see the actual uh release the alpha release on bitcoin core because bitcoin core has the best developers there's no argument about that there is no, oh, let's do it like uh, a, a fucking uh, poll on Twitter and find out who has the best devs. No, the facts are Bitcoin Core has the best developers in technology, period. And they're mm. being poached and they're not going anywhere because they're part of the one percenters who don't need the fucking money from the poachers. <laughs> so that's where I think we're going to see a lot of these decentralized exchanges pop up and a lot of these decentralized marketplaces and things like that because of these developers having so much free time and not wanting to contribute to corporate entities, right? They want to keep contributing to decentralization. That's their core objective. So mm. we do need altcoins but we only need them as petri dishes like litecoin serves one of the best nuclear testing facilities for bitcoin code litecoin was like hey we're gonna try this segwit thing out and bitcoin was like all right well they put the glasses on they got behind the fucking gland they're like oh shit litecoin survived let's try it and it you know we got segwit same things happening with lightning and everything else and oh yeah will you're right rootstock will be changing the game bro keep your eyes out on rsk these smart contracts bitcoin will uh, clip this somebody save this timestamp it bitcoin's blockchain will host more ico type launched altcoins than any other blockchain add it the fuck up tron 
fucking uh, uh, EOS, Neo, EOS. Ethereum. Add them all up. Every shitcoin that has been created on that blockchain, there will be an abundance more on top of Bitcoin's blockchain. We just don't have that yet because it's it's not. You've seen what happened with the DAO on Ethereum. You're seeing what happens with these altcoins on these, like with Crypto Kitties and Ethereum. Bitcoin's just watching a lot of these altcoins experiment with nuclear fucking waste. And whatever survives, they're going to be like, well, that's safe. Let's do that. So just give it another year or two tops. And we'll be seeing the first ICO launched on Bitcoin's blockchain. And I hope that it's more like a color coin where they burn one Bitcoin, poof, to generate X amount of shitcoin. That would be how I'd like to see it, but I highly doubt we'll see that happen. I, I love color coins. Have you ever played with any of those? Like, you know, coins that people have actually had to demolish Bitcoin in order to create. It's amazing. I didn't know that. That is such an interesting uh, concept. I'm definitely going to look more into that. Colored coins. Yeah, the more, awesome. I, the more I learn about Bitcoin, right, the more I became like an altcoin, or more of like an altcoin maximalist. And then the more I learned about altcoins, I went back to being a Bitcoin maximalist. So I kind of went like full circle. I just was like, I was all Bitcoin. And then I was like, wait, no, I got my alts here, you know? And then I was like, wait, no, it all goes back to Bitcoin. Like it's it's the, the circle of life and Bitcoin is the circle. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. This so is I, before I let you go, though, I do want to grab some of your like we were touching on education and stuff and uh, maybe some of the things like people commonly do or, you know, uh, kind of most common mistakes or any mistakes maybe you've made or people, you know, and help people kind of avoid those mistakes by uh, getting them, you know, because it's better to learn from uh, a, a spectating than firsthand in this a lot of people like to learn hands-on and make their own mistakes and kind of learn from their own mistakes but when you're doing this financially speaking you probably want to spectate and learn from others mistakes first so what were some of your like you know uh common do's and don'ts for people when you start talking about crypto so make sure make sure that you do not have your private keys on your laptop or your phone, all right? Make sure that you keep them separate, keep them offline, all right? Make sure you secure them. Buy yourself a hardware wallet or get a mental freaking brain wallet. They're 12 words. So just memorize these 12 words and you will never have to worry about anybody stealing your wallet. Or Open your Dime. Open Dime, I think, is the best for noobs. It really is. It looks like a little flash drive. It's on your fucking keychain. If you lose this, you lose yeah. all your money. And people are like, so if I lose my wallet, like, yeah, if you lose your wallet with all your cash in it, that cash is gone. You lose this open dime, your Bitcoin is gone. That way they don't have to worry about somebody running into their private keys. Yeah. And like, just pay attention, educate yourself, learn like what, what, what these scams are going on, you know, phishing schemes. Make sure you pay attention to the addresses that you're sending your funds to, you know, double check, triple check so that you know that, you know, you're not sending it to someone else because they do these things where you, they, they take over your uh, your your clipboard and you can be copying, you know, copy and pasting, but they might just you might be pasting a whole other address, which is really crazy. Happens and a so lot more than we notice. Yes, and 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 pay attention, you know, to to 
<clears throat> you know, the phishing schemes, pay attention to the websites that you're on. Make sure you're on the official websites. You know, pay attention. Even official to- websites can be sketchy. Look what happened with Binance with their hack recently, yes. man. That's, yeah, that's an official crazy. website that people thought they were securely, you know, submitting KYC. And now you can go on Facebook right now. Go to Facebook, look up Binance Hack Group, and there's a group on Facebook selling passports right now. Wow. Yeah, that's it's crazy. insane. It's insane. That is crazy. So, uh, and I did want to touch on something somebody said in the chat. Will said to back up your keys and all that. Uh, I actually would like to encourage people to learn more about how to add additional protocols to secure your private keys. It's uh, called BIP138 encryption. You could actually put your own password on top of your private keys. So if you were to be like, hey, Ken, here's a picture of my private keys, and now I see all 12 or 24 words, if I go to recover them, it will ask me for the password that you put on top of it. That is awesome. I didn't, I never learned that. So now I just learned something. I've learned so much from this conversation. You're awesome, Ken. Hey, man, I, I appreciate it, dude. And uh, that's, uh, that's what I try to do. I just try to nerd out, you know, and uh, say the things I wish I knew immediately sometimes, you know, like <laughs> I've had issues with brain wallets and stuff and paper wallets and private keys, and I've gone through it all. So, like, I want to be the person people can learn from by spectating. And if I could save somebody their own headache by having a headache that I kind of publicly showed you how I got around, you know, then that's that's really all I want, man. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of why I started talking about BitConnect being a scam publicly. It was like, yeah, this is dumb. Like, I've been scammed before. How do people not see the copy-paste scam here? And, um, you know, you, I do want to touch on this because I think it's interesting, right, where we're at in the space right now where we're starting to see scams again. There was a whole year because of the Bitcoin winter, there was no scams. There was no send F here. There was not a, not an abundance of phishing. We saw the, um, what were those, like the WannaCry viruses and things like that. Those, like, they kind of went away. The bots are all dead because they can't afford to run them. But now that we're seeing this price movement, this price action is actually incentivizing, you know, scammers to get back into the game. So we're seeing these sharks, you know, get back in the water, circling our crypto boats. Oh, wait, we lost him. There he goes. He's back. There we go. I was just getting around to saying, like, you know, where the space is right now, you can kind of see that there is a big, uh, a, a, a big interest uh, leap, right? Because when we start to see high volumes of these scammers, we start to see high action prices and in, in price movement, right? Like, it kind of correlates. It's, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a side effect of market movement. So when we start to see healthy market movement, we start to see these scammers pop up. So the more I see scammers, the more I'm like, I'm long Bitcoin. Like if I start to see scammers less, I'm like, well, maybe Bitcoin might have a moment. I don't know. But it's like instant verification. As soon as I start to see these tweets again and send at here and the um, like my Ether wallet used to be fucking fished like every day you would try to go to my ether wallet and it would just take you to another website that looked just like it but they were phishing your private keys that hasn't happened until recently again so you're right definitely please guys be aware of these scams but don't take it as a sign of weakness that bitcoin is weaker bitcoin is being hacked it's actually a sign that this environment's so healthy that we have we have fresh meat and these wolves are out to eat and that's all these scammers are so 
I, I get more confident about the space the more I see these bad actors come in. And then I'd like to say, like, again, we're at 13 million people. That's nothing. The, we're not going to see less scams in the future. We're going to see more because there's still going to be new and new and new people every single day that don't understand that, you know, this is a phishing scam or they're being uh, they're being targeted by those, you know, uh, what do they call those? Uh, key loggers, right? They're logging your keys and yep. stuff on your clipboard. So definitely keep your eye out on that, man. It's It's been a wild also, ride. Also, like, for accumulated and every can you hear me yeah for some reason okay. it went out oh for everybody who is in crypto already and has accumulated their bitcoins and crypto and all coins and everything and have done good you also have to be safe do not go around telling people what you do what 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 uh, how how long you've been into crypto and everything like that to everybody because i just had a scenario in miami where i got i got kidnapped all right, you, by human traffic. kidnapped. Okay. So, like... Fuck that, dude. Yeah, so That's like, my exit to Bitcoin. If somebody fucking kidnaps me, I'm going all in on fiat. Nobody wanted my fiat. Nobody. Mm -mm, like, it was crazy. Like, I, 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 uh... It was it was it was people who were really like working me, you know, like they uh, we were we were hanging out for like three days. We were partying, you know, it was cool. I was staying at a hostel, you know, because I oh, like people, fuck. you know, this is like a so, Netflix movie. Holy shit. So like uh, they were working me, but it was crazy because I'm the one that got them on my rate on their radar, you know, because they were talking business. And I just went up to them and I'm like, hey, what's up? I introduced myself. And then, you know, they wanted to get to know me more. They they linked me on LinkedIn. They looked at my Instagram, everything. And apparently, you know, I ended up becoming a target. And then they roofied me or whatnot and uh, separated me from the group that we were with. And then basically, you know, they, 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 we were going five minute drive away to another hostel for the guy that I was with to get clothes so that we were about to go have dinner with our group from the hostel and freaking before then we all took shots of some, some, uh, some Puerto Rican, Peruvian, I mean, Peruvian liquor. And the next thing I know, I'm in the backseat. I'm just hanging out on my laptop using my Wi-Fi. But then I start realizing, because I was really messed up for some reason. Like, it really messed me up. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm just looking around, like, so groggy, so, like, zoned out and everything. And then I'm looking out the window, and I realize, hey, we've been driving for, like, 30 or 40 minutes. And then I'm like, wait a minute, where are we going? And then I'm like, wait, I don't know where I am. And then I'm just like, wait, why do I feel like this right now? And then I'm just like, I'm listening to them. Now their whole character and everything changed up. You know, the vibe changed in the car. Damn, dude, we just lost Milton. But that's, that's scary as fuck, man. Yeah, dude, that's uh, where you become a honeypot, a human honeypot. And that's where the, uh, the wrench method is more more of a a useful tool than actually trying to hack you right like it takes a lot of time and effort to hack your computer or to hack your phone or to scam you and fish you over the internet but when you put yourself out there in the physical world you know the the holding a, a gun to your head you know is a lot more effective than holding your uh 
your social media account hostage, right? When people get their Twitter accounts hacked and they say, send me Bitcoin and I'll give you back your Twitter account. Uh, damn, dude. Yeah, that's scary. That's some scary shit. Hopefully we can get him back. Uh, he has the link to the chat. Hopefully he can call us back and finish that story. Obviously he turned out okay, but I want to figure out like, um, I have some questions. Like, dude, where the fuck were you? Like, were you in New Jersey when this happened? Does this shit happen in New Jersey? Fuck, bro. I live in New Jersey. Me and this dude live not too far from each other. I want to know what happened. Let me see if I can get him back. Is he in the chat? Alright, I sent him a message on Twitter. Uh, I've heard of this happening a few times, though, man, throughout my... Uh, my life in this space, you know, the past three years, I've heard of people, um, you know, getting their houses broken into and being held at gunpoint or uh, having threatening pictures sent to their, their house, like of their kids getting on the school bus type shit. And uh, it says send Bitcoin here or like little Susie might not make it home from school or some shit like it, it gets crazy, and that's in any space, really, if you're uh, a big advocate or a potential honeypot. Like in the cannabis world, you know, a lot of people that are big growers and big suppliers of cannabis, they're not public about it, right? Yeah, don't, don't joke like that, Will. <laughs> don't joke like that, because he's not replying back on Twitter. <laughs> Where the fuck? Maybe his power went out or something, man. Uh, I might wrap things up and maybe we'll have a part two with Investor Milton one day. Bitcoin pumping to 13K soon. All right, so here's my feelings on uh, large price movements. Uh, what goes up must come down. It is uh, true to the physical world as the medical, metaphysical uh, investing world, right? So just uh, be prepared, right, for uh, momentary dips, things like that, correct price corrections, any signs of linear movements. Uh, you want to keep your eyes on the market when it's up this much in such a short period of time, only because there are uh, there is a lot of money right now involved in the space, and it's not all long-term strong hands hodl. Uh, a lot of it is to make U.S. dollar, and there are whales out there. You can keep your eye on the sell orders, keep your eyes on the books, see what you got in buy orders, and just try to keep an eye on the volume of those. And you can kind of predict if you're going to be in a good position, right, to kind of sell high, buy low. I'm not saying do that shit, but this is when you see large price movements like this. This is like the perfect way for a surfer when he's at the beach, man. You know, you're sitting there looking out at the ocean and you're just like, man, I could be catching some gnarly waves. You could go out and catch those waves and you, or you could stay on the beach and spectate. So it depends on where you're at in your investments and uh, knowledge. Oh, I waited and I, I, I fucking filibustered long enough. We got him back. <laughs> Dude, I was filibustering. I did good. <laughs> All right, awesome. so first question is, was this in New Jersey? Where the hell were you when this happened? This is Miami. This is in Miami. Oh, so. fuck. Everything. I feel like all... I should have guessed Florida. I feel like all these <laughs> fucking Florida... 
Yeah, it was in Florida. It was in Miami. Um, I was over there for Mining Disrupt, which has nothing to do with me being kidnapped. <laughs> mining Disrupt was awesome. I learned so much about the miners and everything, you know. And uh, it was it was it was it was awesome. Um, but the my when when this happened, right? Um, I ended up uh, basically realizing that I was in a bad spot. You know, like out of nowhere, like this divine intervention came and I sobered up for like 10 seconds. And I just had this feeling like run. This is your only last opportunity, run. And so then I grabbed my stuff. And then as the car was going into the garage, I jumped out the car. The door was unlocked and they didn't put no child safety locks or nothing. So I just jumped out the moving car and I ran. They chased me for like two seconds and then they realized that they were out in public and they just went back. And then I would just kept running. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, they stopped chasing me. I could walk. But I remember the car and everything and everything. I didn't call the police or anything because I was like, I do not, I do not want to just like be involved with that type of thing right there. I'm not the one that say call the popo, but you should probably... But the thing about it was that they have my information and they're everywhere. So, like, I was fearful for my safety type thing, you know. Even, like, they knew where I was. They they took my debit card, you know. They had my information online. They were watching me, you know. And I, and I know that there's a lot of human trafficking stuff in New York City, in New Jersey, um, in L.A., in Atlanta, in, in Nevada. I've, 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 I've got like hints and whiffs of the of the activity out there and i just didn't want to you know i i did not want to just get involved in none of that and become a target you know so Damn, I was bro, just... well i wouldn't be going back to miami anytime soon <laughs> fuck florida bro they got gators and pedophiles out there there ain't nothing to fucking go to florida for <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's a great crypto community out there, you know, and I'll definitely still go out to Miami. (laughs) You know, just because this one bad experience, you know, I'm not going to let, you know, things happen. And, you know, if I see these people in person again over there in the hospital, best believe that they stop showing up and whatever. So best believe I will bring it to the attention of the people there. I did bring it to the attention of the hospital itself. You know, the hospital okay. itself, you know, like I did say something, you know, like I was telling people, you know, it's just that I just didn't reach out to the police because I didn't want to go. I was already in. in well, then you're going to be like, well, how much Bitcoin do so. you have? <laughs> you know, so like, we I just didn't need want... to know how much Bitcoin you have. So we know how much protection to provide you. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. you only have like 0.01 Bitcoin, we don't have to have a SWAT team out front. But if you got like a hundred Bitcoin, we could have the SWAT team out there making sure you're safe. Just, just let us know. You know, I just did. I didn't want to go through none of that. You know, and then like have to declare this in a third. You know, so I just was. I made it. It was a hard decision because the first instinct I had was to call the police. You know, and I don't. And you know, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was a great learning experience. It gave me such motivation to do what I do even, even more, you know, go as harder. That's why I joined block tech. You know, that's why I'm joining, you know, all these cool projects and and communities because I want to just give as much value as possible, you know, and do as much as I can to help people. So they don't, they don't go through the things that I went through, 
you know, and they can just learn, you know, I definitely do know, man. Now, where can people follow you and your content, maybe get in touch with you? Um, you know, I, I know you're here in New Jersey, but you're not as close to me as I wish, man. But so like, where can people get in touch with you, follow you, go to your meetups and things like that? Well, you can definitely check, check out the New Jersey blockchain meetup group. Um, they're freaking awesome. Uh, it's led by a man named Roman cat. Um, they, they need as much support from the community as possible. They're doing amazing things there. You know, you could check me out at, uh, block tech, um, I believe it's blocktech.com. Um, you know, you could check out what we're doing, you know, we're doing conferences, events, meetups. Uh, we're going to be doing big things over there in New York city. And, um, you could check me out at Instagram at I'm dot the guy. Uh, I, I, I post some things there, um, and you can reach out to me, um, you know, through, uh, Twitter, you know, it's at, uh, my last and first name, I, what did that as Milton, G-U-A-R-D-E-R-A-S, Milton, uh, on Twitter, uh, Vesta Milton. And yeah, just check out my LinkedIn. That's the best way to get in contact. Wow. With me. You're really active on LinkedIn. Fuck, I feel like you should be wearing a blazer right now. I can't fuck with LinkedIn. Everyone's so serious, dude. It's like, I don't know. It's boring. I tried fucking with LinkedIn like maybe two years ago when I kind of was getting serious in this space and trying to get guests on the podcast. And I was just like, I I don't know. I just, it felt uncomfortable because I'm, I'm the guy who wears the fucking unicorn headphones, right? I'm not LinkedIn comfortable. But, uh, dude, LinkedIn, though, seriously, guys, if you're using it, it is a powerful tool in this industry right now. And I mean that sincerely. Like, if you're a graphics designer, if you do audio engineering, if you do anything, if you do marketing, promotion, if you're a cashier at McDonald's, you do sales. Get a LinkedIn. Try to get into this industry in any means possible that you can contribute because there is a job for you in this industry right now. It's just waiting for you to apply. So hop on LinkedIn, see what companies are out there and see where you fit in with their with their contributions to blockchain or or this ecosystem in general. Uh, Milton, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, bro. I'm actually like, we, you got to go and book another day to come on because this was fun, man. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get up to New York for one of the meetups because I go to New York every once in a while for uh, Alex Machinsky of Celsius Network. He does a meetup up there as well. So maybe I could put you guys in touch and you could do like something together because he's really fucking cool. Definitely, definitely. I love uh, what I've heard about Celsius Project, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to bridge networks. You know, that's what uh, we're trying to do. People who already have networks, things going, then why do we have to compete? You know, we can all just work together. Yep. We're, we have a common goal, you know, and there's plenty to go around. We can't be really greedy. You know, so let's just do what we need to do for the better of tomorrow. Yeah, this space is really uh, has a lot of synergy and it has a lot more potential to be uh, symbiotic rather than parasitic. A lot of companies that try to be parasites fail very quickly as opposed to the companies that try to contribute where they can and get contributions from where they can. Uh, and we that's been proven. You can just backtrack that through any of these companies like uh, monarch wallet you know with total celsius you know they have uh, bit refill there's so many of these things in one little package it's uh, like so unique that it will it has more potential than a company that wants to do everything under one umbrella and give every, uh, uh, 10 projects 10 percent because they can't give 10 projects 100 percent. it ain't possible uh, again guys go check out investor milton on twitter holla at him and everybody don't forget to have a day Thanks, Ken.